You're listening to Loud Pipes, the coolest motorcycle podcast on the planet. If you want to join the cool kids, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located. Here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Oh, man. Who moved my seat? Not me. Why does my mic sound like... It smells like potato chips. Bryce. (laughs) You're really going to do that. (laughs) What's up, people? I guess I gotta turn it down now. Is that Rico? I'm back. <laughs> they, let, they let you back? <laughs> they let me back in the U.S. I'm so happy. Welcome back, I'm, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. I'm so excited about tonight. We got a lot to talk about. Richie, how you doing, my man? <laughs> That's really how you want to start the show. That's how we're gonna start this show tonight. <laughs> let's okay? just let's just go with it. <laughs> Hi, Jack Rico. All right. Well, Loud Pipes uh, 42, welcome back, brother. <laughs> hey, y'all. How y'all doing tonight? Now, I know why we never do this on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drinking that much of you guys. Are you, I'm two in. Are two you drinking? In. Two in? Yep. Oh, well, what is it? Spill it. What is it? Uh, I'm drinking a pumpkin UFO. Uh, UFO pumpkin, sorry. Pumpkin? You yep. check the calendar yet? Yeah, I, hey, I have to stock up on this stuff because you know it goes away after a couple months. So you know, I, I get a couple cases, put them under the cabinet, and you know, crack them open when I'm ready. All right, John, you said you're not drinking, or you are drinking? Yeah, I'm having a uh, one of my root beers downstairs. A root beer? Yeah. All right. One of those hard, nice root beers that Rico loves. Oh yeah. Well, no surprise here, but another IPA. Uh, so you're drinking some uh, OMB? No, they don't do IPAs. Come on, John. <laughs> Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Five yeah. hop. Five hop experimental. And I got to read you the back of this thing. Five hop experimental. If I can see it. You've been drinking that much, huh? I'm, I'm three in, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. I guess I'm going to have to run the show by myself here shortly. It says, our quest for unique hop flavor led us to the Yakima Valley to explore a mix of vintage and newly developed hop varietals. Some so cutting edge they are known only by numbers. This blend of hops creates compelling flavors of vanilla, cedar, coconut, and orange for an IPA we've never tasted. Thank you, Sierra Nevada. Sounds scrumptious. Ooh. It is. Is it one of your favorites now, Rich? Hmm. He always does that to me. Right after I get a sip, there's right, got to be right a question, there. right? Yeah, yeah. Can you ask Rico a question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had this out at the brewery for the for the first time, so find it, I found it in a mix pack, so I'm super excited. Wow, they had four, six different, 12 different? How many? How many <laughs> 12 different. 
<laughs> How many you got in that box there? Are you sure you're only two in? I'm only two. All right. I'm trying to envision what you're talking about. So you got a, like a six pack, four pack? What? What you got? Four pack. Yep. Four pack. Okay. Four different varieties, uh, three of each. Called the Four Way IPA. Wow. Four Way IPA. Sounds good. Good stuff. Enjoy it, my friend. Enjoy it. I will. You do the same. It's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> oh, man. Is it ever? I think it is. Well, before we get too far, I, I do want. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before we get started, I want to give a mad shout out to Kevin and Matthew. Thank you for holding it down for me, fellas, while I'm out enjoying my vacay. I really appreciate it. I didn't appreciate my chair being out of place and my mic smelling like potato chips and all, but you know, <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> too funny. Yeah, that's where I was going, but yeah, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job. Glad to have them on. I think they uh, gave us a different twist to the show and, and everything else, so I think it went well. Yeah, my my other topic that I was going off to was our, our Patreon reminder, and just just kind of want to put out there that I guess sort of kind of how serious we are about making that a thing, and you know that really is kind of our focus for this year is to kind of grow that as a community and you know a kind of a way to give back as well and we had our second monthly production meeting with with two patrons now so both marcus and rickard both from sweden again just remind everyone in the u.s that sweden is now beating you two nothing (laughs) and they're better in hockey too you know that right oh and hockey too they're pretty good in hockey they have a pretty good hockey team national hockey team so i didn't know that yeah, they're one of the top, uh, usually I would say number three. Okay. Three or four, they're part of the top four, usually. It's usually, U.S. usually has a good team, Canada, Russia, and then uh, and Sweden. Very nice. Yeah, it was a great time. You know, we we jump on Google Hangouts. We had, uh, John was tied up for this one, so Rico and I and Marcus and Rickard, we all got on and had a good time. We did a little beer segment. We learned about some of the beer they've been drinking over there in Sweden, and just had a good time. Talked about upcoming things for the show. Um, kind of got some feedback from those two and things that we're going to incorporate in over the next few episodes. So all around a good time. So if that sounds even remotely interesting to you, uh, check out the Patreon site. Again, that's patreon.com slash Studios, or from our website, uh, loudpipes.net slash donate. We'll also get you there as well. And you don't, you don't have to go like we've talked about this before. You don't have to go to the five or $10 level. Um, the Patreon content, you know, minus the, the hangout, um, starts at $1. So for $1 a month, $12 a year, which is probably only a couple of beers. If you break it down that way, um, you can get all of the Patreon only content, which is going to grow and grow as, as time goes on. So uh, a quick example of that is our ride this past week that we're going to talk about. I was on a rented street glide. Rico was, of course, on his his baby, the Roadmaster. And, you know, we put a picture on Facebook, and we put a couple pictures out here and there, but we will put all of the pictures and the video into Patreon. So if that stuff is interesting to you, then check it out. You yep. was a good time. You enjoy that too, don't you, Rico? I do. And I just, I love their accent. <laughs> it is killer. 
<laughs> and uh, these, these two are great guys. I mean, they're they're always enthusiastic about uh, uh, being um, joining us, and uh, they have lots of great feedback. Um, just lots of great stories to tell, and just you know, unfortunately, don't they don't have as many uh, as long of a riding season as we do here. But uh, it's cool to hear that they do get out and you know see the sights when they can. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, we we really are serious about making that a thing, and you know, advertising is something we've thought about, but we really don't want to go down that road. And have even had a couple of you know a couple of companies reach out and say, hey, we we've, we've got some stuff if you want to mention it, you know, we wouldn't mind you know partaking, and you know, we've sort of said you know that's a great idea, but we're trying to get this patreon thing up and running so you know kind of put that in the back pocket for the future if we need to amen all right well we gotta do something to pay the bills around here you know yeah john keeps whining and complaining he wants more money so please please i need to shut that up (laughs) man you make me do all this work over here (laughs) who knew technical directors would be so expensive i know and whiny whiny to boot oh so I'm I'm super excited that Rico's back, and I was so excited. I took a full day, jumped on a street glide, rented of course, and just headed off to the mountains. And we we basically spent a day riding, which was fantastic. Oh my god, was it ever! And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, my friend. Yeah, I don't think I stopped smiling for a couple of days. It was just. It's it's been a long time since we've gone and just ridden for a day. Yeah, it was nice to rekindle that bromance. The bromance. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hug and kiss and make up? Aww. Oh man! <laughs> John, you'll never know. You weren't there. <laughs> well, I didn't get invited. Ah, <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's talk about the ride. I mean, you, you, we, he, he got there fairly early, you know. Yeah. We were, I was hoping somewhere around nine, but uh, no. What time did it end up to be? It's almost 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's a little more to it. So I, I dropped my deuce off for service and then picked up the rental. So they, they've got this little deal where I don't know the percentage, but it's like, it's like 90 bucks a day for a touring bike. And I think got knocked down to 65 because I was in for service. So I figured I'll, you know, drop my bike off, get its maintenance done. Um, and then took the, the street glide for a, a 24-hour rental. And what do we clock? About 350 mileage-wise, I think? Yeah, I think, it, I think you're, you're right. About 350. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm going to say probably 50% main roads, 50% good roads. Yes. Because I did the first... What is it, one ten ish, maybe to your house? Yep. Obviously that was mostly highway. Um, but then the rest of it, except for the last little piece on the way home, was all good roads. Yeah. I mean, I took you to some of some of my treasured spots to go to. Yeah, you, know, you know, like like I was saying in some of the other episodes when uh uh when Trip was on and, and and some of the other guys, I wanted to take you up to Caesar's head and up to Bavard and everything. So that's what we did. So the we left my house. We took some of my back roads. Well, not really a back road from, from there. It was really like <laughs> the, 11 the only out, road. <laughs> yeah, the only road out to uh 
two or the two seventy six up towards Caesar Head that way. And uh, what do you think of those roads? Pretty nice. Yeah, eleven. So I remember eleven from going to Barber. We we started out that way, did we not? We did. We went that way, and I just remember it being rough on the deuce. You know, <laughs> I remember a few tender moments where it's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that hurt. How was it on your uh, rental there, Rich? And yeah, I'm sad to report it was the same damn thing on the street <laughs> oh, line. Man, really? <laughs> so I'm going to understand in that if you're going to change uh, uh, upgrade bikes, it will not be a Harley? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they've the way they've set up the street glide and you know, I got the same spiel again when I mentioned it when I returned the bike was oh yeah, they're like one click adjustable shocks. I'm like it's a rental. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to get tools out and start tuning the bike for my profile. It's like it just rode hard. I mean, just no other way to describe it. So I mean, on a whole, I will say the bike handled like a dream. I mean, compared to mine it's probably not too hard. It doesn't have as much rake and, you know, so it's a little more balanced in that regard, but it handled just so nicely up through the mountains. I was very, very pleased with just how it transitioned back and forth, very well balanced, very behaved and confidence inspiring. That was the other thing. Like I felt like I could bury it into the corner pretty hard and it would just continue, you know, to whatever uh, lean angle you would happen to have. And the brakes too, man, the brakes on these are so good. The um the reflex link system, I mean, you just stand up on the pedal and it just brings the bike to a stop with with no fuss. That was the other nice thing. Very very confident in the braking. It didn't dive, didn't pitch, it didn't fight itself left or right. Just you got on the binders and brought it to a stop. That was nice. Wow. So what do you think of that uh, one hundred three? Yeah, the one hundred three is nice. That is that is a nice piece. And in that chassis, I I preferred it to the 110 that was in the CVO. Really? Yeah, I just so. it just felt it just felt like the right motor. You know, it felt smoother, um, very responsive, and and behaved is kind of the word that comes to mind. The as soon as I got off the CVO, the the phrase that came to my mind was rowdy. It seemed like a rowdy engine. You know, the tuning was different. It just seemed a little more rough, a little more rumbly a little more angry, you know, mm-hmm. whereas the 103 just, it seemed more smooth and it just, the torque, you know, was like butter smooth. It was just on the throttle and away you go versus the 110 was, would do it with the same authority, but it was more angry about it. That's just the way, that's just the feeling I got from the seat. But that 103 is nice. Really nice. So what color is it? And what year was it? This was white, pearl white. Similar to John's WRX. Matching <laughs> baby, son. Not my color. Really? You don't like it? I think it's a pretty color. It was a nice looking bike, but yeah, that's the problem. You said it right there. It's a pretty color. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can't be on the bad boy bagger and have it be pearly white. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. You have to have it all blacked out, huh? It needs to be like teal or purple. No, I guess that didn't gotcha. didn't go over well. <laughs> no, no, I did. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I hurt my man's feelings. <laughs> yeah, man, beat me up already. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it, it was a good looking bike. Just not my, just not my color. That's all. All right, I probably all right. probably would not order it in that color. 
The other thing we noticed too with that bike was the low profile tires on it. Do you had the you think that had anything to contribute to your, the hard ride that it had? I do. Yeah, I think in the front end, like I said, we kind of talked about it on a couple of our stops was you feel every little like bump and divot in the road. You know, if, if the kind of like an expansion joint or something or you hit like a little pothole like that that comes through the tire and wheel right to your hands pretty much. So that was kind of the other thing. But I think that helps it to handle. You know, I think that low-profile tire kept the handling sharp, but it also produced a little bit harsh of a ride in the front end. And the, and the rear, good Lord, I don't know what they've done in the rear, but it might as well have been a hardtail for some of wow. it. <laughs> it's got dual shocks on that thing too, right? Yes, it does. Oh, that's 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 sad to hear. Yeah, just just a short short travel. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's the same situation as a soft tail. It doesn't travel very far, so when you hit a big bump, there's not there's not much give to to take up that slack. Yeah, and Rich, I think that uh, with Kevin being on the show and we started talking about it, you know, not trying to bash your Harley, but uh, or Harley, but you know, they make it the name not for the riding and comfortability on the ride is you got the harley well i think it's mainly the street glide because i didn't get that feel on the road glide and i certainly didn't get that feel on the big ultra so i just think you know with with the quote-unquote bagger they've gone for a look on the street glide and sacrificed a little bit in the, the ride department i mean what couldn't they do both i mean that's the part that i kind of throw out there so why don't they fix it so they do ride better and more comfortable for people yeah, I wondered if you could just put the air shocks in it, like they put in the Ultra. If you could just put those on the Street Glide and tune it up that way. But, yeah. you know, then again, like, I'm going to spend twenty two, twenty four thousand for a bike. You know, it, it ought to be right from the beginning. <laughs> I should, you know, I shouldn't have to go look into the aftermarket or the Harley Parts catalog to make it right. I mean, and maybe just adjusting it is really what I need, because, you know, multiple people have said that now. Like, you just got to adjust them. They're single-click. You click it up, click it down until you get it to where you want. I didn't do that because it was a rental, but... Maybe that's something that you should go back to Harley dealership and says, hey, why don't you guys, if these are this way, why don't you offer a, hey, take it around the block, you know, come back and we'll adjust it for you if you feel like it's too bumpy right. and try to help you ride better. Or set I mean, it for my weight. Yeah, the the service guy, he he did say it was probably set up for two up, so that's probably why it was kind of firm. So if I would have clicked it down a few... It, it made it softened up, taking a little pre preload out of it, I would imagine. But you know, again, rented bike, like I'm not gonna wrench on it. I don't even wrench on my own bike, John. <laughs> well, I know that, but that's I mean, why didn't I mean that's something maybe you should say to him. Why don't they offer a you know, fifteen minute little thing? Hey, take a spin, come back. Yeah. You know, go down this road, it's kinda bumpy, take a ride. You want us to see if we can tweak it. Yeah. Maybe it's right or wrong. I mean, that's something they should offer up and or give you the option. So or maybe from now on, you know that you walk in there and says, hey, I'm going to take this for a little ride. I'm going to come back. If it's not comfortable, you're going to fix my rear end. So can you fix the uh, spring? Yeah, something to, something to keep in mind. Or just take the road glide next time. There you go. <laughs> Which I will do. <laughs> That's what I need to do. I need to spend a day on the road glide like I did on the street glide just to kind of see, like, is this the one? Or, you know, am I, yeah. am I going to... Yeah, all it's going to take is a ride out to my place, and we hit the mountains, and you'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You'll know. And the real nice thing is, I know we're going to cover it later, but 
the victory demo rides coming up again. So yeah, mm, excited about that one. I'll have some fresh street glide to compare to my Magnum. Watch out there now. Cool. So yeah, the road roads Caesar's head. Thank you, man. That was a nice ride. What do you think? Kind of close to, it's not the dragon tail. I'm sorry. Or the devil's whip. But what do you think of the twisties up the mountain? No, nah, man, that was enough, you know, especially on a, you know, on a bike that's not mine. You know, that was just enough to get the feel of it, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the roads. And then, you know, I kind of eased out from there. It was, it was just enough. Pleasant. Cool. Cool. Now, once we got to Caesar's head, what did you think of the view? Ah, that's like million dollar view, man. It was so cool. And I'd never been there. So the, the scenery was cool. You know, the little walk we did down into the, the trail there was neat. So we've got video of all this as well that we'll post at some point. Video's hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll get all that posted eventually. And, and people can see it. The, the view was magnificent. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So from there, we headed towards Bavard and to one of my favorite restaurants in Bavard, Square Root, where we had a delicious lunch. Mm, we mm, headed mm. on. Hit the road again, I guess I could say. And then uh, what do you think of that place, Square Root? That was nice. So, we, we, so the picture that I posted, I think on Facebook, is kind of like the back lot of Square Root. So you see the street glide there, uh, parked on the backside. You know, some older brick buildings. Really cool place to hang out. I had some sort of cedar plank salmon or something. Dude, it was like, it was a lunch on the lunch menu, but it, man, it was like a dinner meal. There was so much food. <laughs> and I had yeah. succotash for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering succotash. <laughs> That's awesome. I've I've had like a uh, brisket French dip, which is really good. It's my second time having it. Uh, Homemade sweet potato chips. Oh, yes. Those were good. Fantastic. Ah, So good. It's a good place. Yep. So then what what roads headed out of there? Then I I don't remember exactly. Ooh, we hit, uh, oh, 64. 64 out to 280 uh, out towards um, uh, Sierra Nevada, which we had to do another pit stop there to check out that facility. Yeah. Because you can't go, you can't drive by that place and not stop and see it. Yeah, I always wanted to know what they had in there. Anything new, what they're working (laughs) on. So, scenery was nice. Yep, scenery wise. Very nice. Well, and it's a nice transition there, right? We come out of the mountain roads. Well, the, right. the roads kind of ease out, and then you kind of come across the, come along the water there, and then, you know, you come up to the brewery, and then you back on the highway. So you get that transition from sort of mountain roads into the highway. So it was a nice little place to pit stop. Right, right, right. So yeah, so from there, you know, we we, we headed out towards Chimney Rock. And do some more rides. So we headed towards Bat Cave, and I think that's 70, 74. We hit 26, then we got back down to 64 again to pick up Bat Cave, and we took Bat Cave out to Chimney Rock, I think. Can't recall the name of the, the, the route, but. Um, now, Chimney Rock comes up before we get to Lake Lure, or was that after? Yes, that's before. That's before. Yeah, that's, okay. that's before, yeah. 
So we went down Chimney Rock and I pointed out, you know, where that flag is at the top of the mountain just to go there. You know, this is huge. It's a huge park for the most part. And you can drive your car all the way up the side of the mountain to the, they have like a information center. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you take either the steps or you can take the elevator up the mountain. We done this. The elevator, unfortunately, was out last time I was there. We had to take the steps all the way up the mountain, Ouch. <laughs> which was a chore. And it took a long time. And if you're scared of heights, forget it. You, you won't make it. Uh, because you're right there on the side of the mountain, and you're going up these these steps, and there's a there's a cave you can go through. There's like uh, like a little opera seating area where you can like look out over the lake and everything. Spectacular! It's just you see for miles up there. If you haven't done it, you always wanted to. That's that's a a, a good stop. Check it out. To, yeah. uh, that, to check out, yeah, yeah. Those roads there. I thought after we we got off of twenty six, so we come down the highway just a little bit. And then we started heading in that direction. It's um, I thought those roads were better suited for these kind of bikes because they were more sweepers, right? You know, a little bit higher speed and more of a sweeping turn versus the, you know, the sharp back and forth stuff we had going up in the Caesar's head. It just, I was having a good time there. It seemed like you were having a good time there, just because we picked up the pace as well. Mm-hmm. So th- those roads were just, I thought, were just perfect for those bikes. Yeah they are and that's why i love it you know and just to have that in your backyard to be able to say, i'm gonna go off for a ride and just you know take your pick caesar's head lake lure chimney yep. rock anywhere in that area and also from that that whole that whole like lake lure area, you can hit uh 221 and head up towards uh little switzerland if you want to so there's all that back up in there yeah had i had i showed up at nine sort of as planned we probably could have hit little switzerland before yeah. we ended up back in charlotte Yep. So Richard's running late again as usual. As usual. Well, I had to get the rental. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's let's back it up. That's his story. Yeah. That's his story. He's sticking. To I, I had to get the kids off to school and daycare and all that stuff and get things settled. Then I had to get the deuce, take it in for service. Then I could get the rental. Uh, okay. That's it. All right. All right. All right. Your story. We'll let it where's you. Where's my beer? <laughs> well, you should be sipping on it. Do you need a nipple for it? Hmm. I sure do. Um, the other thing that snuck up on me, Rico, was the pure mileage. I mean, thank you for coming all the way back to Charlotte and, and, you know, ending here and then before you headed back, but that really wasn't that bad of a day. And I, I don't know that I've ever finished a 350 mile day on the deuce and said, you know, that that was kind of an easy day, but when we tallied up the mileage, that really kind of surprised me that we covered that much mileage from, yeah. you know, because when it was 110, whatever it was, 110 to 120 to your house, I mean, obviously I knew I'd get 110 going back, but doing the mountain ride and the extra little diversions we did, man, no way did I think it was going to be a 350 day. It just didn't right. seem, I figured 250 would be the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, extra 100 miles than what I was expecting. Yeah, I was surprised too. I, and I think it was, uh, I think it may, maybe due to the fact we took 74 back towards Charlotte and took to kind of like the long way instead of just jumping on, you know, 26 to 85 and going that way. Yeah. We just kind of took, you know, the roundabout kind of way to get, to get home or back, you know, back to Charlotte. But it was nice, you know, we, you know, we got to our favorite watering hole, OMB. Yeah. Uh, got to end the day to OMB. I mean, if you, 
You got to. If you can, that's just a topper on the cake for sure. It was it was great. A lot, you know, lots of people there. So we 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 sat inside. I think, and we and a little yeah. bit outside. But good food. It's good to have the family meet up and have something to eat. That was mm-hmm. cool. That's true. My daughter, and my wife, both the girls were with us. So it was great to kind of hang out with them, kind of talk about our trip to Costa Rica with you, and you know, get their or get my wife's uh, perspective about the trip and everything. So yeah, it turned out <laughs> to be great. Good time. How about that, Rico? Do you want to share on your trip any information? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that, huh? Well, yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing trip to Costa Rica. And if anyone has not gone to Costa Rica at all, this is my first time there. I love the place. Just love the place. I think it was just just all the nature that you're surrounded by. The rainforest, the volcano, the the beaches. I mean, all of it. I just we took it all in. We we started, we landed in San Jose. We went north because we wanted to see you know north to south. So we went up north first, up by the Arnall um, volcano, the national park up there, and uh, we stayed there for a week. And it just beautiful, beautiful. But the thing is, I don't know if I can live that close to a volcano. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, a little uneasy you know, there, Rico. Little, you know, I asked them to turn it on. They said no. I said, okay, I got to leave. <laughs> you sure? A little light show, anything? It's like no. All right, all right. So they wouldn't turn it on. So, um, but all, all in all, oh, oh, while we're up north to, at the volcanoes, there they have all these hot springs there. So naturally, uh, hot water coming out of the ground because of the volcano you don't say yeah, yeah yeah imagine that yeah so i couldn't think of a word to, to use there <laughs> just but, uh, yeah yeah so the, the hotel we stayed at was just immaculate and you know we it felt like we had the whole place to ourselves there's only a few people and you know by the time the day we left there was a buttload of people come so there had there's two buses pulling in the day we leave so it was kind of nice to have the whole place to ourselves but they had these waterfalls these cascading waterfalls I think there were like 10 of them mm. and that the first one was really hot and it just got cooler as it progressed down the hill but it was just all these beautiful um pools of water to kind of sit in and you know feel the hot water on, on your body it's just to detox that way and just looking at nature the bird the birds and everything and then, and then to have the way the way to bring you a drink at the same time was just <laughs> beautiful so my wife you know so my wife was feeling good, so we, they had like pool tables, like a game room and everything. So, so she kicked my butt in pool. She kicked my Ouch. butt in ping pong. You know, so she 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 was feeling proud of herself. So we did the whole facials. We you know we did the whole thing. You know, we we kind of took it in. This was our 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 our, our little um, getaway. getaway and recharge. Yeah, nice. We did we did, yeah we did a lot of like uh, hiking activities. So we went on like a volcano tour. I was hoping that we would get. To the volcano and walk along the, the the volcano crust and all that, but we got to the base of it and we had to turn around. So that was a bummer. Too hot, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, my wife was bummed. She was like, "We could just kind of just sneak around that side. No one needs to know." Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, she was. She was. She's the adventure seeker. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'll be all right. You know, this is close enough for me." So we did. We we did that. We came back and took a couple pictures. But after the volcano tour, there was this place called Bali Hot Springs Resort. Mm. 
in a hotel. Oh my goodness. Now these guys, they had 27 hot pools at this place. Now, if you're going to take your family, kids and everything, teenagers, yeah, whatever, this is the place to go with your family because it was just massive. They had anything you can dream of as far as a water park concerned. They had it there. I mean, they had these lounge chairs that was in the pools. You can sit and watch big screen TV so you can be watching sports in the pool on this hot water. And like these lounge chairs, these cement lounge chairs in the water. It was just the coolest thing. These uh, poolside uh, bars and everything. It was just amazing. Just waterfalls. And the, the, the first pool had the hottest source of water coming out. And I mean, this water was like super, super hot. And people, you couldn't stand it. My wife couldn't put her feet in the water. That's how hot it was. It's like but, family soup. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same. yeah, exactly. All you need was some little potatoes and carrots and onions and you'd be human soup. Oh man. But, but that was amazing. So, you know, to, to do that. And then we headed back South and, um, to our health retreat. Part of that, you know, we stopped where all these, there was this, um, crocodile, um, uh, feature, um, spot location, I guess you can call it on the way, on the way back. We stopped, saw a bunch of crocodiles and everything. So I'll post a bunch of, bunch of those pictures on, uh, Patreon. Crocodiles. So, crocodiles, not alligators. Crocodiles. crocodiles. Yeah, for real. Like huge. Crocs. Like, <laughs> crocs. Like for real. These things were no joke. Did you make some boots? No, no, I didn't. I wouldn't get close to these things. These, you know, you looked over the bridge and there they all were just lying out doing sunbathing. But uh, no <laughs> way I was going to get close to those things. But, you know, it was kind of cool to see, but I didn't, I didn't need to get that close. Sorry, I'm not that adventurous. Cool at a glance. Right? Exactly. Like, mm. I took the pictures. Hey, hey look at it. They're, they're looking nice over there. Over there. Way they stay over there. there. Mm-hmm. I'm turn you into a new yep. motorcycle seat. You come over here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great time, man. Oh, man. It was a blast. Was and you were... You were like a new person, I got to say, when I showed up on Wednesday, what was it, last Wednesday there? Yeah, you could see there was a whole lot of weight that was not there anymore. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a transformational time just being there and just be, and I can't put it into words because there's, it was so a high impact trip that I came back a new person. My wife came back a new person and I was like, I got to get my friends and family here. You know, the, right. the health, re- the, the health retreat at the form of life was the kicker. Mm. I think the people there, Brian and Jody, they did a phenomenal job, um, with keeping everybody, um, with different act- doing different activities. You know, we went to a lot of waterfalls. We did a lot of hiking. We had a lot of great vegan food. That was another thing. I, I didn't think I could do it, but I did it. Just ate total vegan for a week. I lost 10 pounds. Wow. 10 pounds. I went there at 185. I came home at 175. So I got to put it on 10 pounds. So if I could spend nine weeks there, I'd be in pretty good shape. Yeah, you would. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So so talking about that little health retreat and losing your weight. I I won't go into much details, but I have a, I have a coworker of mine, a friend of coworker slash friend of mine. He, uh, he took a little trip over to the, Philippines. That's where his wife is from and went to Philippines and Australia to Japan and came home. Unfortunately, on his way back about an hour, no, they fed him, they fed him food on the plane. 
uh, coming back on a 12 hour flight and he got food sick poisoning or some intestinal bug for the last 10 hours. He was either thrown up or riding the bus Nice wow. for 10 hours. And he came back and <laughs> right? yeah. 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 So, uh, one thing I learned about that is going over there, I'm not exactly sure if I'm ready to go take a trip that long to go on a plane and come back. Just kind of, you know, a little side trip for vacationing. Yeah. That would be huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw the same thing with Wendy, though, at um, at OMB. Yeah, I could see she was like a new person, man. She was totally recharged, rejuvenated. And, and like you said, it, there was more to it than that. It wasn't just like you go on vacation to a resort and you hang out and relax. It was... It's a little de- deeper than that, and I I can't put my finger on it either. But definitely, definitely changed, and for the better. Right. You know, uh, talking about getting away and recharging. You know, the wife always says when we go on vacation, I get uh, relaxed, and you know, it takes a couple of days to get in there and just kind of relax. But if I go with the family, it's totally like I don't get relaxed like I normally if it's just her and I. So, well, that's not. Yeah, that's not vacation. That's more like more work. Sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, welcome back. And then you you kind of jumped right into it when you got back. Of course, we, we spent a day riding. And then today you went riding a bunch of bikes, too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I thought that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And you're today. right. Sorry, John. Yeah. But I didn't get there today. So, the, you know, I was going to go back for the second day because it was a two-day event. I was going to go back and finish riding. Some of the, the yeah, I know some of the victory bikes, but it was so cold, and then my and Mama Bear was like, you know what, you know I'm gonna go do this. I would appreciate it if you came with me. So you know I went with Mama Bear like a good boy, and um, you know spent the day at uh, Mother Earth Festival um, hand, hand, up hand, towards Asheville. I don't think that was. It was not like will you? It's more like you better. Yeah. It's more like yeah. you are, yeah. You you are gonna come with me. And I was like, okay, you know, since you know, I had my day because it, it. I was there at uh, in the Indian the um, um, Cherokee um, Indian dealership in Greer for six hours. I got there at uh, eleven, and I didn't get home till five o'clock. Yeah, I was there like, all day. That's like yeah. my my Harley ride. I spent. I was there kind of like first one at like nine o'clock and. It was like two o'clock before I left. So yeah, long day. It was a long day. And by the time I wrote one victory, I wrote the Magnum because that was the one thing on my list. There you go. I wrote the Magnum and we'll talk about that. And after the Magnum, you know, I looked at my watch. I was like, okay, it's four 30. I gotta go. Yeah. I, 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 I'm done. You know, I was like, I'll just come back tomorrow. And this morning I got up, it was cold this morning. So I was like, you know what? Cause I was going to go sneak there stay there for like two, three hours and, you know, head to Mother Earth with her, make it complete. But I just ended up just kicking it with my own bear. Well, I got to take, I got to take half a step back to the street glide. Mm-hmm. So half a step. yeah, about half step back. So I think we know why the ride is the way it is. So <laughs> <laughs> I had someone, someone write to me and it was Dr. Clint Ackerman, AKA Robert's dad. <laughs> <laughs> He sent me this from uh, the Urban Dictionary. So the top definition for glide is to mean as in to fight or beat up violently. (laughs) Oh, nailed it. Dude, I laughed for like an hour when he sent that to me. (laughs) 
nailed it. I was like, that explains it right there. Oh. So yeah, th- thanks for sending me that. I just, oh, that made my day. I was telling him about the street glide, kind of explaining what we did earlier, and I just howled forever. That's awesome. But Rico, you did not get beat up on your test rides. No, I did not. Oh, I, the I, Indians. I was on, I rode every Indian. Every Indian. And I'm glad I did. Because I did have some, you know, some miss. Uh, oh. uh, I had some, not miss, but just conceptions. I had just some conceptions about how some of the bikes would handle. And I was wrong on a lot of them. Oh, all right. Do tell. Yes. All right. You share with us. So, so, so the, the first bike I wanted to get on was the, the Vintage. Okay. I wanted to ride the Vintage because that's, you know, I think that's their, one of their flagships, right? Because you got that classic look, that vintage labeling and everything. So I wanted to ride that first. And it had been a year since And it had on been it. a year, exactly. So I wanted to revisit it. So it felt a little odd coming from my bike. Uh, the front end, it felt a little heavy in the front, um, the front wheel, you know, just, it just, it was just different, you know, and I, heavy? I, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Any, anything is heavy compared it's to your mine. bike. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the front end just felt a little heavy. And I think it's just a transition from my bike to that bike. And that's what I'm a contributor to. Okay. Um, and, um, just the handlebars itself, it just was down and in, and I was just, eh, I didn't enjoy it. How was the windshield? You know, just yeah, the windshield I had a problem with buffeting because not the you know there's a lot of buffeting yes, but I think it's just where the line of the top of the windshield is yep. was right in my vision sight vision line of vision. Yeah, and um, I didn't like that. You know, I either had to slouch to get under it or you know sit up straight to get over it, and still it was right there, and that was a little annoying. And then. To be right on the highway and, and for a rock, I watched this rock come up and over the, the windshield and then hit me dead in the head. Oh so you just took on my helmet. I was like, seriously? This is why that windshield is there. But I still got hit in the head. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So the windshield doesn't save your life, you know, if you're not wearing a helmet and you're on the highway doing highway speeds and a rock hits you in the head. Wow. Forget about it. You know, it could be over for you. Well, just think if that was like a bolt or something, you know, may hit you in the head. Full face helmet? You're toast. Yeah, I wore my full face, yeah. That's kind of smart, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Please wear a helmet. Yeah. So, full one at that matter, right, Rico? Exactly. So, the vintage felt a little heavy in the beginning. You weren't really digging the windshield, but handling-wise, pretty much the same as like a Chieftain Roadmaster kind of thing? Uh, No, they... No, I couldn't. No? Could, I couldn't put it in that category. No, it's a different bike altogether. More it's, like uh, the the, the rake is different. It's more like riding uh, Rich's bike. Well, well, yeah, it doesn't have that much rake on it. Yeah, none have. But yeah, kind of like Rich's bike. Kind of like the the lazy front end, I guess. Yeah, you can call it. Yeah, slow. yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah, kind of slow. Yeah, there you go. But uh, overall, nice ride though. You know, it was squishy. You know, it had that, you know, that, that soft uh, Indian suspension. So I, I really was digging that. Soft in the but, middle, uh, just the way I like it. <laughs> just the way I like it. But uh, yeah, great bike, but just wasn't for me. Now, the three bikes that put a smile on my face. Okay. The Dark Horse. Ooh, okay. Stage, stage one exhaust and um, mm. um, 
big breather on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. We'll get to that. And the Springfield. New Springfield? And okay. New Springfield and the Scout. Those three bikes put a smile on my face. Nice. Yeah. Did you ride the Chieftain? Probably didn't need to, but did you? I didn't need to. I did. I did. And I, the only bike I didn't ride was the Roadmaster because, you know, I, I rode up on it. <laughs> yeah, <I saw> there. <laughs> and, you know, the, 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 the funny part is, after all that riding, all the different bikes, when I got on my bike, it was like heaven. You're like, that's the one. That It, it was because I had left my my seat, on the heated seat on low, and I had my heated grips on medium. And, you know, as I was pulling away, all this starts to kick in. I was like, there it is. And it just, it was like, uh. it's like smooth and the sound. It was just perfect. I bought the perfect bike for me. So, so you realized after this today or the other day of riding that you picked the right bike for yourself. I did. I totally picked the right bike at 5'11", 160, 85 pounds, I would say, getting back to, that is the perfect bike for me. Hmm. You know, being as big as it is, it's still the perfect bike for me. Now, we'll go back to some of the other bikes, but going, switching gears and going to the Magnum. Well, before you go back, I want to give you that same feeling. Okay. So I returned the Street Glide, and my bike, they rolled my bike out, of course, <laughs> loud as hell, shaking the windows. I'm like, that must be mine. <laughs> <laughs> and my the guy... The guy, yeah, it's my, my, my badass kid right there. <laughs> Get over here. Stop that. So the bike rolls out, and, and visually, it's like, ah, oh, there's my baby. You know, they do an amazing job of cleaning up the bike every time it goes in for service. And, and that's, that's half the value to me right there, because, I mean, they really clean the bike. It's not just, you know, they, they wash it and wipe it down. Like, it's like a pretty mild detail job, you know? Wow. So I'll give them their props for that. But yeah, visually, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is my bike. And then I get on it and start riding away, and instantly it felt like an old bike. After really? after being on the street glide, yep. Oh. Just, it was like, oh, like the seat's hard. The bike seemed really narrow after riding that big bike. Uh-huh. The steering was ridiculously slow because of the rake. I mean, it sounds great. Love the sound. But then I'm like, ah, the stupid windshield that drives me bananas. And as I'm driving home, I'm just aggravated, right? I'm like, ah, damn you, Harley. (laughs) (laughs) Now all you're making me think about is I need to get a touring bike. Uh And I I hadn't ridden since. Been a week and a half since then. I've been out on the KLR, but I haven't touched a do since. I mean, mainly been too damn busy at work, but. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to go out and, and thrash it any since then. Okay. Sad. It is sad. So. But anyway. All right. Dark Horse. Going back, going back to the Dark Horse. I got to hear about that one because I, I like now, that see, bike. See, see, yeah. You like a lot of wind hitting <laughs> hey, you in the chest. Hey. You do. Huh? You, and you know, you, you know it's true. <laughs> you know it's true. You like to feel the air and blah, blah, blah. And da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to get beat up. I'm stuck yeah, on like a lot of wind. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. This bike delivers a lot of wind. For real. This bike will okay. get you get you that meal ticket if you want it. But the thing is, when I pulled off the lot and we hit down the road, I came out of the seat. Oh, nice. 
you know, and I don't know if it's because he didn't have the bags, he didn't have the touring pack or whatever on it, but that got motor, blown off the seat. <laughs> I got it off. Yeah, for real. It, you know, I'm used to having that backrest holding me in the seat. <laughs> yeah. I came out of the seat on this thing. I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what this motor is all about. And I was like, all right, I put, I put a smile on my face. I was like, all right, let me get nestled in here. <laughs> Man. And I was like, whoa, oh, I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is the ticket. And I think with all the blacked out pieces and everything made you feel like a black badass. And wow. And that's all I can say about this bike is wow. You got to get the, the heavy breather and the stage two exhaust on this bike and it'll change your world. And I want to um, ride it with the apes too. It, that that yes. takes it up just that much more. Yeah, yeah. The one they had one with eight hangers on it, but it wasn't part of the demo ride. So, mm. uh, but yeah, that's the meal ticket. I like the dark horse. I really do. I mean, even visually, as much as I dislike the full fenders, the dark horse does work for me. And like you said, I I do like a lot of wind. So <laughs> yeah, this is the one to get delivers that for sure. <laughs> that would no, I'm not going to go there. But yeah, that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was a great ride and um yeah you can put hardbacks on there you know they the the one that had a pringers on it had some hardbacks on it so you can totally do that with this bike if you want it um but stripped down minimal mm. yeah so a beast a beast a lot of fun to ride and i felt that i can fling this thing and lean in the corners a lot more with this bike because i have to worry about you know the heaviness in the back and the saddlebags is just it'll take it'll take the corners and beg for more. This bike is amazing. So if you haven't done it, go out and do it and ride this bike because it it, it is something else. It'll put a smile on your face. Uh, that's it. I gotta I gotta ride the dark horse then. I, you, I had a feeling you gotta. anyway. Mm-hmm. You gotta. Now the Springfield same effect. I think because of the light open, but the handlebars and the rake. I think the rake is the same, but the handlebars are totally different. Well, this is this is more, I guess, more touring or even more sharp because I think it's even less rake than the Chieftain. If it I, could be. If I got my it numbers right. I think John will have to look that up for us. The Springville versus the the Chieftain and the the Roadmaster. What the rake is, what the difference is. But wow, I was totally this bike. They're um, the same. The, the Chieftain same? and the Springfield, okay. really? Wow. No, the Roadmaster. The road, the Roadmaster and the Springfield is the same as far as the rate? They're, they're all, the Chieftain, the Roadmaster, and the Springfield are all the same rate. There you go. They're at 25 degrees. So the, 25 degrees. So, so it's the, the, vin- the vintage and the is Dark Horse must be. The vintage is at 29. And the Dark Horse is going to be at 29. So, yes. The vintage and the Dark Horse have the same rate. Mm. So that's the so you you hit it then sorry i gotta back up to the vintage then so it has the same rake as the deuce then 29 inches or sorry 29 degrees okay there that that was yeah and like i said coming from my bike to that bike was a i guess too big of a jump but um yeah after riding the road the 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 dark horse totally that totally went away okay i totally went away but the springfield the handlebars are different yeah, I think they're totally different than the rest of the bikes. I think because the they're back and in. All right, I got to look at the Springfield again because I swear that 
the rake was part of the deal for that thing. Mm, I don't know. So but keep, keep talking. I'm 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 googling. Yeah. So a very nice bike. I think the the hardbacks in this bike does it. Yeah, that that's what you kills know, it for me on the vintage. I don't like those soft bags. Right. Even though they're not technically not soft. I don't like that look, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that those two bikes were a total and I and I and I and I when I got off of it, I stared at it like, what the what just happened? You know? <laughs> like really? <laughs> this is the Springfield, right? Yeah, this is the Springfield. I was like, really? I was like, okay. So if I wanted that style bike. You know, so if I had to choose between the vintage or the Springfield, the Springfield is was where my mind would go. Now, how about the the windshield setup on the Springfield? Any better than the vintage or same deal? You know what? I think it's the same deal. It's the same deal. It's the same windshield. No, I just mean as in terms of like buffeting and visibility. Buffeting, yeah, still sucks. Same, same, yeah, same deal. I don't think you can ever get away from it unless you go aftermarket or full fairing. Yeah, full fairing. Yeah. I don't know. The buffeting was pretty ridiculous on that street glide. <laughs> that was another thing we didn't talk about. Terrible. Terrible? I, I almost couldn't see at 80 miles an hour. There was so much vibration to my helmet. My glasses were bobbing up and down. I'm like, I can't even see the damn road anymore. <laughs> so much buffeting. That ain't right. When you, when you got to slow down because there's so much buffeting, yeah, it ain't right. That's for sure. It felt like a bobblehead, didn't you? Yeah, I felt like I was getting punched in the head, back and forth, back and forth. It's like, man. Sorry. <laughs> you can tell how much I like that bike. Yeah. You know. So Tell us how uh, you like it. I've been trying. You're not listening. Mm-hmm. So then we jumped to the Scouts. And I wanted to ride the Scout and the Scout 60 back to back. You know, because I wanted to, because Wendy is looking at, the, you know, either one of these two. And then we also in that same with that same breath we also introduce her to the octane, which is less. Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. But so, did you ride the Scout first or the sixty? I rode the Scout first. Okay, love that bike. That was fun. That was so much and, fun. <laughs> and, and, you know what? And it is still fun. It is still fun. That bike put another smile on my face. So those three bikes put a smile on my face, and I think. Because the Scout is so flickable, you know, it's, it's so nimble, yep. it's so responsive, and it just feels good, you know, between your legs. It's, it just feels like a good bike. And I got it as far, I, I scraped it, scraped mm. around the corners on it. That's how comfortable I was with it. And I was just, just flicking this thing left and right. And it just like, all right, you want some more? And I tried my damnedest to find the red line. On this bike, and it just kept <laughs> pulling. Oh my goodness! I couldn't, I couldn't wow. find red line, and I just, I when I got back, I was like, "Where's the red line on this thing?" And you know, I couldn't get an answer. It's like, well, you got to go talk to this guy in the back, and like, he will know. But I was like, ah, forget it. Well, it also, so I got to find out where's the red line on that thing. It also could be a soft limiter, though. You might not, it might not be that abrupt. You might not even notice it. It might just sort of fade in the power department. It didn't. I couldn't find it. Couldn't huh. hear it. It's amazing. It's just a fun bike to ride. And, and you know, this is the bike I'm thinking I'm going to steer my wife to 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 purchase because it she won't ha- she won't ever have to get an upgrade because this bike will do everything she needs. It's nimble enough for, it's light enough for, and, and you know she'll be able to keep up with some of the bigger bikes. I think. 
Well, and they sound pretty good with aftermarket pipes, do they not? Oh, they do. Oh, yes, they do. I was in the showroom, in the back of the showroom. <laughs> oh, you got a sound bite? <laughs> yes, they sure do. Yes. I'm in the back of the showroom and I hear this thing fly. now the, the the audio that audio clip doesn't give it any doesn't do it any justice at all. Yeah, I'm sure. But no. to hear this thing in the back of the showroom, this thing is outdoors, and I'm like, holy cow, what is that? So I come walking out, it's the scout. I was like, What? And it it sounded amazing. It's just the factory, you know, they just drilled out the the, the things. Oh, they the just, pipes. They just yeah. opened up the baffles a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I was like, are you kidding me? Hmm. But uh, wow. And I was like, okay, that's the way to go. And my wife was instant, instantly in love with this bike. So it, it, this, that's, this one was a used bike. Uh, the guy was one to trade up uh, on another Scout because the new Scouts have ABS. This, the one that she was looking at with that exhaust didn't yeah. have ABS. So, now and, I they... think, and I think, you know, I, I, you know and tell me what you guys think. Should I steer my wife towards the bike with ABS or without? Being her first bike and being a new rider. I mean, why not have it? I, I yeah. can't see I can't see any reason why you wouldn't want it. Right. I mean, other than today. yeah, other than if you wanted her to learn, if you wanted her to feel the limits, which which yeah. you technically have the R six for that, but right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want her to feel it. now. See, this is the thing that get me with my wife. I love her to death, and I don't take this the wrong way that I'm bashing or anything, but she's one of those people that once she like gets in the moment, she starts looking around. Oh, look at that. Oh, jeez. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, you can't. That's, and that's, that's my fear that she's going to be in this like, oh, this kind of laxy daisy moment or something. Like mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if I can ever trust her to be by herself. I, I will have to be with her all the time until I felt that she has got enough road time on the bike. So, so what you're digging at then is you think she would need the ABS cause it's going to be like, Oh my God, I need to stop kind of thing right. or right. Okay. Right. And I don't want her to lock it up. Yeah. I guess I'm front or back. I, I'm also looking at that for my next bike. Like that's, that is now becoming a must have on my next bike because I've had a couple of incidents this riding season where like uh, Aaron and I went out one day and we were kind of hot dogging it back up 74 and, you know, we weren't like speeding, but we weren't going slow either. And, you know, we come up on a light and I just never expected him to stop. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, he's going to go through it. And then he stopped and I'm like, oh, I probably should do the same. And it's like, you know, sliding the back wheel. Okay. Let up, slide the back wheel. And I ended up like quarter of the way out in the intersection when I <laughs> to a stop. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. but then, yeah, after riding a street glide, it's like you just grab, you know, pedal throttle or throttle you could grab lever or foot brake and just bring this baby to a stop with no fuss right so yeah i think abs is going to be a must on my next bike yeah yeah i I think with that being said i think that's that's the way to go for her first bike just to have that that extra security now is abs um standard or do you have to pay extra because we were digging digging around on this yesterday and it's available on all the sportsters from Harley, but it's uh, optional. Optional, it's not huh. standard on anything. I think what all the newer models within the end, they just come with it. 
it's just some of the older generation. I don't know if it's started at, you know, 13, 14. I don't, I don't know where the cutoff is on that. I had to do a little digging. I don't know, John, if you could look that up for us. When did they start putting ABS on the scouts? Okay, I'll look. Year. All right. I'll answer your other question. The, art, the red line is 9,000. 9,000. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Holy cow. Now, at nine grand, you know, at seven, eight, I'm already like 70, 80 miles an hour, you know, so there's no way. No way. The article has it that the uh, Motorcycle USA did a, has an article talking about that they redlined it in second gear at 88 miles an hour before hitting the red line. See? See? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Bananas. To be to answer you, not being a bike rider or anything, but I would say go ABS. Just do you think about cars and think about the old days. You didn't have ABS and how you used to have to pump the brakes and stop if you hit, you know, Rich and I. Well, all three of us are from up north originally and, and learning to drive on snow. I mean, that's something you learned is you had to pump the brakes in the snow and ice to, if you'd locked them up, you'd slide and you had to learn how that's to right. So right. use yeah, them. Modulation. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of those things. So, Rico, that's the best thing I would say is I would go with ABS. It's the greatest tech. I mean, it's a good technology to have on a bike and it's safer. And that's what I would say. Hey, man, that's, that's, that's one of That's, that's the selling point. It's an extra 600 bucks. Why so, not? uh, the black scout and thunder black is 11, two. Uh, the red one is 11, six and ABS is, uh, 12, three. And another thing, if you think about six hundred dollars, is six hundred dollars worth your wife's life? Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm. What I'm just saying is, it's, it's also not doesn't also doesn't appear to be standard with Indian. There's a little upcharge for ABS. All right. Because that's what we were trying to figure out with Harley. Is like we were looking at this article. It was like Sportster versus um, versus Scout, kind of head to head. And I was kind of telling Rico, I was like, well, Harley, I think still has them because it comes with ABS, but. You know, upon further review, um, the Sportster is also optional, and and pricing is you know they're within a few hundred bucks of each other. These bikes are cool. What about Sportster? Any interest there for her? Or is she she all, all Indian because Poppy rides an Indian or what? I think that's what it is because you know she made a comment. I want to match. She didn't want to ride so, with the bad boys. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted. She wants to ride as as someone told me. The Indian is a more sophisticated rider's bike. Yeah, there's an, there's an acronym for that, but leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sophisticated Harley. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, if I'm that sophisticated, I don't think so. So, I, I'm the exception. But anyway, going back to the, the Scout in the scout 60 so you wrote so the scout 60 the scout i wrote the scout 16 69 and this was the the, the matte white or whatever right color it is and um i didn't like it as much it was just as quick uh with one less gear so the scout hmm. has six gears the scout 60 only has five and it needs that six gear it really does a few too many revs as you were cruising, you thought, or what? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it just felt like it needed that extra, because the motor on the highway seemed like, okay, I need that extra, you know, click up to just kind of take it on down the road. It just seemed like it was just kind of revving high. And it just, you know, didn't feel as good as the uh, regular Scout. But um, overall, it felt the same. You know, no 
big noticeable difference other than the seat position and the, the, the handlebar position. I don't know if they did that on this particular bike where they adjusted it for someone to be able to ride it or whatnot, but in the Scout 60, the seats set a little higher yeah. and the bars set towards you and down on the 60. So you think the 60 then might be set up for a smaller rider overall? Yeah. Is what you're thinking? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Now, do you do you know, did they reshape the front fender or the rear fender for this year? Because to me, I'm, lo- I'm looking online now at the website. The front fender looks different than when we rode it last yeah, year. And I noticed that too. And I didn't ask that question while I was there um, because we were just in the moment of just riding. It does seem a little not as boxy. Yep. Not as square on top and that little curl at the bottom. Yeah, at, yeah, the, at the, the very end of it, um, on the backside, that that appears different. But you, you're totally right. It looked more a little more squared off before, and now it seems certainly more rounded. And that little flare at the back seems different. Mm-hmm. And the side fender seems different too. Like the rear fender seemed like it had a little more curve to it on the side, like where the bolts are. Now it just seems to be completely flat, straight up and down. Almost like they're going to put bags on it. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Just looking at it online, I was like, huh, that looks different than what I remember a year ago. Mm-hmm. Going back to the, the bikes, you know, what I did like about, you know, the bikes was being the gear indicators on them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a nice feature. And also let my wife know what gear she's in. Because <laughs> that was a big thing on the R6 is, you know, her stalling out in some of the stops because, you know, <laughs> you know she clicked and I tell her, look for the green light. And click one past it, you know, now you know you went first, but you know, she was she was stalled because she wasn't sure. And you know, I tried to, you know, just like she learned in class, you know, you know, click down and make sure that you're in first gear when you come before you come to a stop. And yeah. you know, if you get out of practice of that, you you just you know, you pick up bad habits. But to to have that that um gear indicator there was nice. The gas indicator and the rev limiter, you know, all right there. The tech, I guess, is all right there at a glance. I think uh, hmm. it's beneficial for new riders, especially. So the Scout 60, pretty nice package, just not your thing. Nope. And I guess for the money, you'd probably just bypass that and go right for the Scout. Yep. It's not that yeah, much. And, and, unless you're on a budget and um, you didn't, you know, this is your first bike. Yeah, unless you just really <laughs> don't have that extra. Yeah, if you have really... Yeah, yeah, you don't have no desire to move up. This is your first bike, and this is probably the only bike you're going to ever buy. Um, then, yeah, for, yeah, get this bike. Yeah. Hmm. Because, if, especially if you're short, you know, and you're concerned about having a heavy bike, then this, this Scout will probably fit your bill. The 60 will fit your bill. You want to yeah. go up from there, get the, get the, the Scout, the regular Scout. Now you mentioned that you also looked at the Octane. Did you ride the Octane? I did not. And oh, that's what I was gonna do today. Man. Uh, that's what I was gonna do today. But I didn't get a chance. But there were, we got the, the, the other victory demo ride coming up, so that's when I'll ride it. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know you know what I'm chasing after and we'll get your take on the Magnum here in a second, but my, yeah, my goal when we go back is I wanna ride the cross country again and the Magnum, of course. Um, but I also want to try the Octane, and I might even take that oddly-looking Vision out for a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There just was a couple get, in there. Yeah, just to get a sense for their full-on 
their highest end touring bike, you know, just get a sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Magnum, talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Uh, man, I can talk see why me. you like, I can see why, why you like this bike so much. I can see why you liked it so much. You know, and after riding it, you know, the little additions that they have at the bottom of the handlebars, you don't seem to notice them as you're riding it because you still feel like a badass when you're riding it. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't affect you at all. It's just, meh, they're there. That's how uh, they look, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like, it, you know, if I got to, if I got to start nitpicking for things, it's like, okay, yeah, that's one thing I put on the list, but yeah, man, you do get this, that bad boy feeling with those bikes. Yeah. Yeah. This one didn't have the ape hangers, but I can totally see where the ape hangers will be beneficial for this bike. Which color but was it? Did you write? This was the matte white one. And man, it it was nice. I got to tell you, and I can see why people riding, uh, when they get on the Indian, how, you know, how, um, uh, claustrophobic they feel on the bike yeah. versus coming from like a, a, a road glide or this Magnum, for instance. Now with the Magnum, I noticed the instrument cluster sent set a little further away from you. So it gave you, it gave you that, that, um, that longer room. reach, a little yeah. bit more room, that longer reach perspective. And it can totally do that same thing. Cause the handlebars and everything, they just need to push the instrument cluster, you know, maybe six inches, you know, from the rider and that'll give them that same effect. But uh, that's one thing right off the bat. When I kick my leg over, that's the first thing I noticed. It's like, wow, that yeah. is my customer. It's way up there. And, well, and there's, uh, right. And it's pretty Spartan too. There's not much to it. So like right. visually, there's not a lot to catch your eye. Right. You got your gas, you got your Mosprey, you got your tech and you got your, uh, voltage. Basic and display that, in the middle. Yeah. Basic, yeah. And you got your, your LEDs for your, your, your gear change and temperature and all the other bells and whistles. But yeah, wow. Like I can totally see why you enjoy that and why people will enjoy this bike because it gives you a, a more wide open feel yeah. on the bike. You know, it seems like you have more room to do whatever, you know, whatever it may be. But I did get a lot, a lot more buffeting with this bike. Okay. How about the feet position? So where your feet were planted, did you feel like it had more room than your bike or about the same category? Uh, about the same. And I think that's mainly because of the floorboards on this particular bike. You know, they have that little little angled swish thing that you can kind of kick your heel up on to give you that extended reach on them, I guess. But the thing I didn't like about the floorboards on this particular bike is, and not the floorboards, but the pedals, like the, the, the brake lever and the shifter is, well, on my bike, I have a, like a brake pad, I guess, like a whole, right. like a pad to put my whole foot on. Yeah. This way, you just had the little, the little bar that comes out and I had to kind of move my foot inward to press down on that. So that was a little annoying coming from my bike, yeah. uh, the Indian bikes, because I think the majority of the Indian bikes have that pedal. Um, so you know, that was something I think that that's I more, I think that's another thing that I liked about victory is, I mean, yes, it had floorboards, but the shifter and the brake, um, like I said, the brake lever was more in line with what I have now where I, it's just like a little pin that sticks out. It's not anything massive. I mean, yours, yeah, it is almost like a brake pedal in the car. Like it's this big wide mm -hmm. pad, like you said. Right. And, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think the street guy was kind of like that. Maybe it was in the middle, but yeah, I did. I did like that part about the victory and I could see on the Magnum, I could totally see me dropping the floorboards for a set of pegs and having it feel just right. Mm -hmm. Cause of yeah, the way the controls you, are set up. 
Yeah. And I think the vintage, I think if the vintage had uh, foot pegs, that would work for that bike. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that too. Yeah. Because the floorboards, and I can see where taller, taller riders would have this, this, like it felt cramped because with the, the crash bars. Yeah. And the, and the where the floorboards get cut off, it seems like it seems a little short. And you got you resting your foot right on the edge, on the front edge of the the floorboards when you're riding this thing. And it just you know for taller riders, I can see why this could be uncomfortable. And I think that's uh, you will have to get that aftermarket seat that uh, was it car carbon Corbin, yeah carbon seat so you can slide back those that that three inches um, to be able to to kind of feel. You know, not claustrophobic on that on the Indian bikes. All right, now how did you ride? Oh, amazing! <laughs> fast. This bike is fast. That one hundred and six is quick, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And it it can take a corner like nobody's business. And I was really impressed. I just wanted to keep riding this bike. This was a brand new bike. I had four miles on it when they <laughs> they, they gave it to me. And I put you know I put uh, eight miles on it, and uh, I wish I had more time. But man, it, it was a fun ride, and the the mirrors were just right. The handlebars, you know, I had to reach out a little bit, so it, it made me feel like you know, you know, I'm out, I'm out here. My hands were out, you know, I'm fist having, in the wind, just kind of yeah. fist in the wind. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is this is what it's all about, <laughs> you know, you know. And I kept find, trying to find something wrong with the bike, you know, <laughs> and it's just I couldn't find anything wrong with it, you know. The the floorboards were were cut a certain way just before you know just so you wouldn't have that claustrophobic feel yeah uh, i don't know if 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 you put the roll bar the crash bars on it you you will get that you know the enclosure feeling but uh this one didn't have that so i kind of felt wide open i got lots of air in my lap lots of air in my face you said buffeting? Just, lots of buffeting too or lots no? yeah lots of buffeting but you know this had to cut off windshield on it it had to really the stub nosed uh yeah flat yeah, I wish I don't know what to call it, but yeah, it was. Well, I got chopped, a lot of window chopped right off. Yeah, chopped right off. Yeah, so it was nice. It was tinted, but I got a lot of wind. So I, I think I will want the flared uh, windshield on this bike. I think that will cut that down dramatically. Mm. The yeah, the other one I want to ride is the cross country tour with the lowers, just to see what that does for me and what it does for the airflow and what I really want to do with the Magnum. But nobody rents the darn things. Is man, I'd love to put a day on that too. Oh yeah, me too, for sure. Because I would love to take a Magnum through that same route that we did with the Street Glide, mm-hmm. like soon, just so I can say, yeah. okay, this thing sits at the same height as the Street Glide, and it rides better or worse, and it handles better or worse. I would just love to have that Comparo like now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe you know, we talked to the guys down in uh, Cherokee Indian, yeah, Let's down see. in Greer, yep. Yeah, down in Gris is see if they'll give us a bike for a day. Now, what did you what did you think of that twenty one inch front wheel? Because that that slows up the steering a bit too. Yeah, I did. I did notice it. Didn't bother you? Okay. Didn't bother me one bit. Nope. I only noticed it after riding the cross country with the smaller. I think it was an eighteen inch wheel. So when I did a couple of magnums, then I rode across country and I went back to the magnum. That was the only way I really noticed the difference. Mm Hmm. Yeah, after being on the cross country, you're like, okay, now I can see it. See the difference, yeah. yeah. Slowed down dramatically. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll cross that bridge when we go to our demo bike, and we'll specifically make note of of those of those differences so we 
articulate that to our listeners. Good, good. All right. So I don't know. You obviously it's a short demo ride, but power and you know power handling and overall comfort of the ride compared to the Roadmaster that you ride all the time. Yeah, is it, it on par? Or is it what do you okay? Think? It's not as it's not as Lincoln as my Roadmaster. Okay, it's the Cadillac. Okay, I got the Lincoln. <laughs> the Victor is the Cadillac. Okay. So <laughs> we're just step down. Yeah, it's a step down. Well, but Cadillac nowadays is all about sharp performance and exactly, exactly, and that's why I labeled it that way. Um, the Indians are more that plush, comfortable, relaxed ride. You know, no shock because you know I think the the, the guys, the market for these guys are older, more f- fragile, soft in the middle, again. soft in the middle, yeah. <laughs> You know, they may have bad backs, whatever. So they need that, that, that nice smooth mm-hmm. glide. And I think Indian has nailed it with their suspension. Um, with the victory, it's all about performance and it's all about hauling ass and <laughs> looking mean, you know, and it's just aggressive. You know, I think it, it, it doesn't feel like rowdy, like you were saying about the, 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 the 110 yeah. CBO, but, um, man, it will get up and go and phew, like surprise a- you. Like a smooth yeah. kick in the pants. Yeah, know? yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. And um, it was a fun ride. And um, this was another bike uh, that put a smile on my face when I was riding it. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like a badass. But over the over the bumps, so like it wasn't harsh it, it, at all. It would it wasn't harsh, but it wasn't as soft. You know, it wasn't Not like as plush this, as yours. Yeah, right. But it it it, it was it was noticeably smoother. Um, because I perfectly. You know, there's a section of the road that's just kind of bumping up. You know, I hit it just to see, what, on all these bikes, just to see what the suspension would do. And um, it wasn't hard. It wasn't soft. It was right in the middle. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Right in the middle. Well, I got to, man, I got to ride the Magnum again. That one just, it hit me. It hit me pretty hard when I test rode it. And I have to thank, um, I think it was Dwight, maybe about a year ago, wrote into us and said, hey, you guys need to look at victory and man, was he ever right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still got to ride the eight ball and all the others too. So those are, those yep. are all bikes, you know, and uh, I'm sorry for our listeners that we kind of, just kind of focus on the Indians and the, the, the Harleys, you know, the V twins of the world, but we're going to get there. We're going to, uh, we'll branch expand out. horizon and branch out, you know, on these other bikes. But for now, these are the ones that we've been focusing on. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you want, if you want us to do more, there's, suggest. A, there's a link yeah. for that. Yeah. Suggest some and we'll run out and test our item. Sure. Well, no, I was thinking loudpipes.net slash donate. Oh, that's you. <laughs> that's where I was going with that. <laughs> okay. Well, well, here, here's something cool for you and, and for anyone listening at this point. Now I know we're way over an hour. 120. Imagine if we did this full time. Ah, uh, yeah. Just, just, just stew on that for a minute <laughs> while you're on that donate okay. page. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would cause yeah. Then we would, yep, we'll be able to get out and do it, you know. Yeah, we yeah we could make con- we could make content every day, every day, every day. Still have our flagship show, of course, but we do other things too. That's right. 
Anyway, enough dreaming. Yep. So, Magnum, you give it a thumbs up. Not your bike, but you see the appeal. I give two thumbs up. Oh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs. I give two thumbs up. If I had the money, I would add it to my stable. Oh. I would add it to my stable. Oh, that good. Yep. Hmm. I got the touring bike with the Indian Roadmaster. The bagger. It would definitely be a victory. The bad boy bagger. It would be the victory. Because I've ridden the, the street glide. Yep. And um, after riding this thing, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the street glide's less bad boy and just more bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but they, they really missed it, I think, in the in the handling. Not the handling. That's not that's inaccurate. The handling was good. The, the comfort of the ride, they, they missed that part. They missed the part, yeah. Because I didn't get that in this Magnum. And like I said, we're going to try it again here in a couple of weeks, but... I did not get a harsh ride out of the Magnum. And this also has a lowered rear. Mm-hmm. But I think this uses the same single shock setup like Indian has, right? Where it's tucked up under the bike. Yep. I think that's how they can, they can get the bigger bags too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that, yeah, the, 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 the storage capability, you know, it's, it's huge. Yeah. The bags are enormous. It's like yeah. you open it up and it's like, whoa, like, holy cow. It's two kids in there. <laughs> hey get yep. out of there <laughs> yeah oh man my oldest was in the dryer the other day did i tell you that no why'd you put him in there i was like oh i hear the two of them messing around in the laundry room and i'm like all right what are they doing i go in there i see cameron standing there i'm like where's your brother and then i see his head poke out of the dryer <laughs> what the like get out of there <laughs> knucklehead oh, man. Yeah, you know, as a kid, I remember being playing in the dryer oh. with my brothers too. I remember that. I just was like, probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but still, it was still fun. Yeah, I'm like, if your brother fires that up, like, yeah, you're toast. Yeah, literally toast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can kick the door open if you're inside. Yeah, too, let, let's hope, right? Yeah, then lock. Good stuff. Well, man, welcome back, brother. We missed you. Uh, I missed the show, brother. I did. I was over in Costa Rica just jonesing to Jones. either be on the show or, or just ride. You know, the quads were nice, but it's not like riding here. It's not in motorcycles, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I really see the appeal after being out on a street glide, like getting out, doing a couple hundred mile day, just kicking it. Not, you know, not a care in the world. Having proper bags on the bike, that was nice. Place to plug my phone in, keep it charged. Put your coat in, put your helmet in. Yeah, those those things were nice. I really did because, you know, I had all the gear with me, you know, a couple of cameras and all the other stuff I was carrying, all tucked in the bag nicely, extra helmet because I didn't know if I wanted the half or the full. So that part I, I get, that was really nice. Yeah. And the display, you know, I, the display was nice. Big screen. I used the nav just a tiny bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And they paired it yeah. with my phone, but... Dude, we didn't talk about this, the center. No, we didn't talk about that. And we didn't talk about you parking in the uh, EV. <laughs> yeah, putting, putting the battery charger on. <laughs> so, John, I finally see more value out of the 20S. Were you and Rico able to chat with each other? We were riding and chatting on intercom. It was delightful. Awesome. So so you are a fan of it now, huh? I have to say, it was it was different to be... You know, riding through the mountains, we're each on our own machine, obviously, and just 
you know, shooting the breeze. Yeah, made shooting probably made the trip go by faster, didn't it? Or more? It made it a little bit more fun, I think. It, 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 the, having that camaraderie with on the ride, being able to talk to each other, point to different things, check this out, or say, "I'm about to." you know, overtake this car, you ready? Yeah. And just be able to communicate that and, and instead of him saying, oh shit, he just took that car and having to catch up, you know? So yeah. stuff like that. Well, and the other thing too, like, you know, you'd been away, so we were catching up. So it's like, okay, we could have stopped taking two hours to catch up and chit chat, or we can just go out and ride and we can talk on the intercom. It was nice. Yeah, it was. And they worked great as an intercom. Because when he wasn't talking, I heard almost nothing. Yeah. It was, that was pleasant, I have to say. Music, it still sucks for music. I'm going to say that, but. Well, it might be, I mean, you got to look at it also. Probably the speakers on it aren't made for that, you know, for your music you're trying to listen to. I mean, it's a headset. Yeah. As an intercom, it was, it was cool. I get it. I get it. And, you know, there's other manufacturers out there, but, you know, everything led to Senna and, and their and their reviews. And that's why I went with that one. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the fact that in every other manufacturer, I mean, it was the same price no matter where you went. So it yeah. didn't make a difference. I mean. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be good. It's going to be, I can see the value, especially like when we go to Barber, especially if we pick up a few more people coming with us. It's right. going to be nice to just get on the intercom and be like, hey. You know, I, I need a pit. Let's let's get off here. And that's the biggest thing is it doesn't have to be, I mean, you guys chatted. If you get a bunch of people, it might be kind of crowded. But yeah, if you just had, you know, key people that needed to, to link, I mean, that would be your best piece. So. Yep, it was nice. Um, and, and talking about your bags, you know, that was what my job is. But see, I didn't get invited to this road trip. <laughs> you were working, Thanks, slacker. <laughs> I didn't know about the road trip. It's a little ad hoc. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just giving you shit. But the, um, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, the radio. I used the radio a little bit, or as far as the speakers on the bike. That was okay, but, you know, once you get up to speed, it was really kind of pointless to to even have it on. But I could see if you were, if you're riding around slow or, or maybe even if you parked somewhere, yeah. you're just hanging out, camping or whatever, you want some tunes, then I guess that's okay, but. I still really didn't see a whole lot of value in the radio on the bike, even though I did really try to use it. I made a playlist, you know, tried to use it as much as I could just to get the feel. And I don't know, that's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. And you know what? And since, since having the Indian for a while, I've actually stopped listening to music. Oh yeah. When I write. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have the, the UBS, the USB drive plugged in. So if I want music, you know, I could, you know, turn it on my, uh, my little playlist I have for the bike or FM radio, but I've, I've just I stopped listening to music. Huh. I, haven't, I haven't needed it. I just wanted to hear the pipes and just have that, that quiet time, that mental, have that mental space. Just want to hear a roar. Yeah, yeah. And I've just been soaking that up for uh, cool. a couple of rides now. All right. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for sharing your test rides. Uh, we had a blast on our our mountain ride. Can't wait to do that again. Oh yeah. Next time it'll probably be on the deuce, though. We should uh-huh. we should do that in in a couple of weeks. We should we should set up another day like that where we make almost the same trip. I head out on the deuce in the morning, do a couple of twisties, you know, kind of double back towards Charlotte. Maybe end at JR's this time for a cigar and a oh, beer. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll see how I feel after about the same amount of mileage. That would be interesting. All right. 
Yep, totally different. I I put money on it. Cool. Yeah, and I want to offer my thanks again to um, Kevin McKinney from the Throttle Podcast in our last episode. Appreciate him stepping up and filling the void from Mr. Hogan. And also Matthew Williams, also known as Off Balance on YouTube. He helped us on the episode prior. Um, Much appreciate the help there, gentlemen. Um, Show notes and links, including images from this episode, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 42. And the best way to keep up with the show is to subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or subscribe on Android. And coming soon, Google Play. Um, Podcasts are going to be available on Google Play, so keep your eye out for that. Loud Pipes is approved and ready to go. All of our social media links can also be found on the page header of our website. And star ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio are a great way to help promote the show. And if you feel it's less than five stars or have questions or comments, drop us a note to feedback at rdubstudios.com or click the feedback link on our website. And lastly, if you enjoy the show and you want to keep it ad-free, check out our donation page, loudpipes.net slash donate. We have one-time and ongoing donations with rewards available for your contribution. All right, Rico, welcome back. It's been a long time. Kick stands up. And Joe Pila. John? John gets this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. This has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.